Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the week two episode of the Shups and Preds podcast. This week we are back to going four strong as Tyler has decided to join us from the other side of the world. Tyler, how's the morning over there in Germany? Yeah, sorry boys. Uh, that was a pretty good. That was a pretty good boys. In the, that's my first Canadian accent attempt. Sorry that's boys. Nice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I just I just totally like didn't put on the the, vo- the I had like the volume down on the uh, so it was up for, so when you called me it was on for calls but I think it was off for for everything else. Yeah. Uh. So yeah. Thanks for giving me what, a, thanks for giving me a ring. What's a normal wake up time for you this this time of year? Like eight o'clock. Oh my god. Leisurely. That is, that is Dude, so awesome. That's legendary. That yeah, you, is so awesome. You gotta no get on the, wonder you we have to do everything work, for Europe. Remote work crime. <laughs> oh, stop it. <laughs> also joining us from Nations That Work, uh, Matt, Peter, how are you guys? Excellent. Doing great. All right. This week on the pod, we are going to give you all our biggest overreaction after week one of the CFL season. We are going to do a QB power ranking, uh, ranking the shifting power status of nine quarterbacks, who those nine are, up to interpretation, Uh, and then then of course making (laughs) our week two predictions and a little fantasy review. Can I can I shout out TSN real quick for for having some stats this this weekend uh, this past weekend? No, because they didn't have them live. Yeah, I don't care. They were at least had them. Okay, for I me, wasn't going to say me, this for me. For me, you know, it was <laughs> when I would wake up when I would wake up and I had to catch up on the games and yeah. watch highlights and stuff. I had went right to TSN. I already had the because a couple hours had passed by the time I woke up, so I'd have highlights, video highlights plus stats. And so TSN. Appreciate you, CFL. I mean, I know, I know, I don't want to make the pot about this, but my word, what an absolute disaster! So I wasn't going to say anything. Obviously, the lack of stats is alarming and makes games worse to follow when you're watching them, and impossible to follow when you're out and about. Impossible. But even worse, and this is maybe the worst yet is if you go to the play-by-play section of the game recap, there's no score highlighted on the play-by-play. So you've got to cross-reference the events on the play-by-play with what the score was at that time, rather than having the score just evident to you. Yeah, that and makes you've it got, hard to do a podcast about the you've got to You've got to try and find events by time rather than score. Like, if you knew that, whatever... Well, you can't uh, go to highlights, and that's easier. Yes, but I want everything that just has a score next to it, and even, but even the highlights, Matt, you have to go. You, but you have to go between highlights and back to find the full context. So, let's say you we're right now. I'm looking at um, Jake Mayer in. It looked like the fourth quarter on uh, Thursday night had a touchdown pass. Uh, five yards with 6.27 to go. I then have to go back to the fourth quarter, find that to have all the plays leading up to that. It just, it's impossible. And there's not even a score attached to the highlights plays. It's, this doesn't make any sense. It's, it's sort of hard to wrap my melon around. John, I it hear definitely it. seems unfinished. It's, it's real, really Bush League. It's embarrassing. Yeah, Can I mean, I, it, it's, it's, it's unacceptable yes. that it happened. It's unacceptable that Genius Sports as a partner isn't facing some sort of kind of public ramifications for this. It's unacceptable that, you know, this this is the season, right? Yes. Last season was really important because it was leading into the XFL launching USFL second season, right? This is now the most important season because it's right off the back of, okay, USFL, XFL had their years for whatever they wherever they were. That was what it was. Um, XFL down, USFL kind of feels like they're on the up and up. 
this is the chance to kind of solidify the CFL as the second in the um, realistically third behind NFL, NC2A, and then remaining leagues, right? Yes. Not acceptable. Not only that there's no stats, but there's there's not even, like, in on the CBS Sports app, there is not a CFL option. It's not on there. You Which seems find, crazy. For there's a partner, not, there's for not Canadian football leagues. Not like the API was down. It's not there. If and and to compound that, the fact that they have XFL and USFL makes it a million times worse. Well, it, it just it, it's a it's a failure of leadership. Yes. There, whoever is the CFL's director of, I don't. Director of Sports Information, certainly Director of Digital, you know, all off-season, you are, okay, are we set up with these apps? You know, getting in with the Seriously. digital teams at CBS, at ESPN, at Yahoo Sports, you know, are we set up? You know, ESPN right now does not have logos for any of the teams or the league, right? It's just, it's just a gray shield. Not yeah. acceptable. No. No. It's horrible. That's actually, and we're underreacting. Yeah, I wanted to get this. It's under- worse yeah, than I, what I we've said. This, I want to get this underreaction of the week out there because it really is just Bush League. I, I mean, it boils down to this. It's Bush League. It looks Bush League. It's not a great way to start the season. It's not a great way to start this new CBS deal. I, I, I listened to the pod last week. Sorry, sorry I was absent. But you guys you know, brought up a lot of good points last week about the streaming service and kind of wait and see. And I'm sorry, but... From a uh, in an internet age, the CSL CFL fell flat on its face in week one. I would completely agree with that. And while this is uh, not a call out pod, yes, we're we're know. not call it, we're not an individual call out pod. I am, but keep going. We can call out. Well, Dave Dickinson's going to get called out later, so keep. Going. We can call out organizations, though. The but. The CFL commissioner's office, including yes. a prominent member of that office, is out here talking about Atlantic Canada. Yes, and saying you know if Atlantic Canada doesn't happen, then you know we'll look at other options. It's like, listen, you've got to figure out if you've got a team in Calgary in five years, because fifteen thousand people are going to show up to McMahon Stadium. It's like you got we're 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 way. Let's way live in the way now. too early on that. Live in the like now. You, no one showing up to Argonauts games. No one showing up to Calgary Stampede. A great crowd in Edmonton, though. Edmonton for like uh, unbelievable hardest working marketing team alive. <laughs> but, and, and, and that's that's the thing, and I know CFL Reddit has pointed this out a bunch: is that individual teams are yes. selling their asses off. They're Obviously. marketing their asses off. Their digital teams are churning out content. Yes. Um, people in sports media, you know, regional and local sports media still give a damn and are still churning out content. But um, but from a organization level of the CFL, there's some, uh, some failure in vision. Yes. I think that's a great way. I think that's a great ending point on that. As we underreact, we now transfer to our overreaction of the week. Uh, this can be anything, how players played, how coaches coached, how teams looked, whatever you might want. Um, Tyler, I'll let you start this one off. What What is your overreaction of the week? Um, my overreaction of the week is going to be the I, I want, I'm going to do the obvious one because I kind of was like kind of want to be like yeah I won't do the obvious one I'll give you guys some, a little different flavor it's it's that Jake Mayer is is <laughs> is doomed to, to on this pod the the biggest overreaction of this week is going to be that Jake Mayer is awful because of a week one game um, Jake Mayer is not awful because of the week one did he play bad in quarters one through three you're yeah. starting to hedge you are starting to react. He played bad all the time, man. He played he played bad quarters one through three, and the fourth quarter of the team looks fine. His, oh yeah, his, they were totally fine. His post game interview le- leads me at least to believe that he's fully aware that it, of the shortcomings of the offense. The defense didn't play well either. I think that no. Calgary. I I will say, 
I wonder if the lack of fan attendance at the Calgary game was a, it was a big disappointment just generally for the players. Um, week one to come out and, and there's just you know a half empty stadium. Um, I, I I don't think it's an excuse at all, but um, not great look for the Calgary as uh, as a fan base. Um, no. Jake's gonna be better moving forward. I'm not. I'm not writing him off because of. A bad this game. this sounds like quite an underreaction, Tyler. Yeah, we need you to get the reaction. Let me though. let me interrupt with a real overreaction. <laughs> okay. The Calgary Stampeders should trade for Dane Evans. <laughs> You've got a perfectly no, serviceable starting quarterback, um, and that's you should so put hot, him to Jay. use. And uh, I, I, I don't know. As somebody who, you know, I stated my case the previous weeks, I wasn't a full believer in Mayer. He came out, he fell flat. Um, certainly, I expect him to improve. There's not much uh, other direction he can go uh, after. Let's, let's look at these stats for this game. Uh, 20 of 36, 154 yards. Ouch. A long of this is bad. A long of how many quarterbacks need to not play again after this week? Then I I don't understand. It was hey, he's not the only one. He's not the only one, but he is the only one where the team chose him over a Hall of Fame quarterback. So the pressure is on him, unlike an Arbuckle and a Cornelius and other players. The expectations are high for Jake Mayer, and he asked the B a little bit. Um, so I think it's time to pick up that phone to BC and just see what the temperature is on uh, Dane Evans. Who who are they trading for? What do, what do they need? Uh, I don't know. I don't know how CFL trades works. There's no way of knowing. <laughs> An all-star will get traded for a third-round international draft pick, and you'll just be like, okay, I guess that's the way things go. Well, I feel like my thunder is a little stolen here, but... I think I'll, I'll briefly say I was going to say that we are looking at the 5-13 and 13 Calgary Stampeders. Oh! No, that's spicy! That's so mean. Without carry? Eeks! I think without carry, they're going to struggle mightily. Um, with Jake... I don't This is overreacting. I don't it, think it's they... I think an they overreaction? Looked, I think they looked pretty bad. I think they looked yeah. like if... I think the range is five to nine wins. You know who they... I think they max out at nine. Yes. Um, if the dice rolls don't go their way, this is definitely... Five is is in play. Like, there are some teams where five... Uh, Winnipeg, uh, Hamilton, even Saskatchewan, definitely BC. Five is not in play for those four teams. For Calgary, five is in play. You know who they need to get on the phone with immediately? Is Sean Lemon. Oh, Sean Lemon and Dennis are both available. Calgary recorded zero sacks. They had one sack. Did they? Uh, Hey, I'm not... This is according to CFL.ca. They had one sack. Yes. TSN at zero. But they did have somebody with 13 tackles, which was incredible. But well, yeah, they because BC to... had the ball the whole game. Yeah. A lot of options. And a lot was of moving... well, at, at one time, I believe it was 17 first downs to two. <laughs> they right, rectified that later yeah, in the we, game. We've, we've, we've harped on the, the Stampeders. Yes. Peter, do you, are you, do you have a fourth Stampeder reaction? <laughs> I, got, I got my own. Oh, oh I thought, okay, go ahead, go ahead. I, yeah, I got, too, I got too into it. I got too excited. Um, the, the overreaction is uh, Winnipeg, like, oh, 16 or 17 wins. Dude, you bad. Yeah. That was mine. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> like, oh. And it's not just that they looked really good. There were some, they kind of, there were some hiccups, you know? Like, they they weren't, like, firing on 100% all cylinders, but how good they were playing, how good the defense was playing, and how, like, bad some other teams played. It's like, yeah, so, 
That is, yes. I think, I think Winnipeg. The overreaction is Winnipeg is set up to Winnipeg to the NFL overreaction. Like, no, <laughs> yes, no, like it they're, was they're it, set up to just blow oh. out, just basically pull the Nuggets and just no, eight, eight, uh, just uh, march through the season and just cutting guys up. Since that was line, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna one up that, and I'm just gonna say like 18 wins. I love this, it. This, Inclu- this, including, this team, the pl- including the playoffs. No. No, 21. Call it, Pete. Yeah, no. no. Well, it would be 20, 20, actually. 20, yeah. Skip first round. Crown them. First of all, it's A, continuity. But They are who we thought they were. I felt like, Matt, I, felt, I thought you were going to say this, but I think it's not that they looked good. It's that they were one of only two teams, in my opinion, to look competent. Hmm. And, and they and weirdly, looked, the other team that looked competent was the team they were playing. <laughs> No, no. no I, I think BC was the other team. BC looked good. I thought yeah. I don't. The Hamilton score was just football craziness. Like I don't think Hamilton looked good. I feel like that score is very friendly to them. But oh, I, I mean, don't they think they had fourteen I, points off. You know, like oh, yeah, yes, nearly half their points were special no, teams. It, or exactly. I'm not. I don't. They're not even defensive, but special teams. But yeah. Yeah, no. Oh my God, did Winnipeg? I, yeah, they look good. Week three, Lions in uh, at uh, IG Field. God. It's gonna be a good one. That'll be a good one, dude. I feel a current because that's gonna be electric. <laughs> Can I just bring up something really random that I learned uh, this week? Every there, there are only one, there's only one team in the CFL that doesn't have a suspended player, and multiple teams have at least seven suspended players. Well, yes, the suspended player list isn't like um, necessarily for uh, like uh, infractions, as you might think of like team, you know, conduct detrimental. If they have like visa issues, they'll be put on the suspended list. Okay. Yeah. Sketch has seven. BC is the only team that doesn't have one. Yeah, but that is kind of interesting how that works. Okay, has everybody overreacted enough? Probably not, but... Matt, Peter? Despite their loss, Scatch last place. Or despite their win, sorry, Scatch last place. Of what? Yeah, that's oh, of the league? Overreaction. Of the that's, West. That is an overreaction. Of the West. That was heat. Without, yeah. without Jeremiah Masoli, Ottawa will not win a single game. Oh, yeah, I could have told you that. No, dude. Okay, dude. That's their defense. Their again. Their defense that's is just not. A, bad. That's just a good take, T Press. I, I, yeah. They are looking better. Bad. Bad. What? No. We'll get. We'll get to it. Their defense is not bad, dude. They their pass rush alone. Yeah, but Cody was, sucks. That's a misnomer. He he. I thought Cody played fine. Yeah, Cody played fine because the Ottawa defense is not. That All right, good. guys. <laughs> Let's get into power rankings. There was some dispute between parties. There over... is not dispute. There is no All dispute. There, there is We're going to let the fans party. decide. We're not letting the fans decide. Masoli is injured and he is not eligible for this list. Okay, yes. I won't include Jeremiah Masoli on my power okay, list. You do have to include Nick Arbuckle. He's included. Okay, and you have nine. And Dane Evans is not on here. Trey Ford... Uh, All right, Dane Evans might be on my power. <laughs> no, this is this is the nine starting QBs. Now, okay, that's okay, what that's what we're doing. <laughs> Dane Evans at two, Vernon. Adams no, Dane Evans is actually. That was getting crazy. I had Wait, a Dane which, Evans. Which, at, direc- which direction are we going to tra- to travel? Are we going to start from the the back? I had Dane Evans bottom. at seven. We're starting from the bottom. We're power ranking the nine starting QBs. Okay. <laughs> For the nine CFL franchises. Okay. And we are not including injured players or backups. And we're going to take note of this and we will revisit our QB power rankings about week five. If Dane Evans gets traded to some other team and starts, then he's in. Then he's in. Yeah. Duh. I think, yeah, that's obviously fair. Okay. <coughs> okay. And we are not going to go one by one. We're all gonna have our chance. Do a little, uh, do a little shotgun style, right, guys? 
Yeah, so mm -hmm. let's do nine yeah, through let's do nine through six to start. Okay. Nine through six, I'll start. Nine through six at nine, Arbuckle. Ooh. Eight, Jake Mayer. Oh. Seven, Cornelius. Wow, you dragged your, you dragged corn dog like that. Mayor, that's low, man. I think Cornelius is, a surprise is for me. Cor wow, I mean, it is a I'm, surprise unless you're the visionary I am who knew what was what from the very beginning. Uh, Taylor Cornelius is an exceptionally talented person. He makes incredible plays. He is so inaccurate; it's <laughs> tough to watch at times. It's just he just needs to get the guys the ball and so many games you look up and he's in the 50s of low 50s of completion percentage and it's very very tough so and for he me, has gino he has gino dude dylan mitchell one catch for negative yards steven dunbar only one catch like that's just not acceptable and obviously imagine if you had one and of those it guys results in so teams. many quick possessions that they you know only having 25 passing attempts because just not on the field that much is no good, in my opinion. But without, that's my that's yeah, my without, bottom three. Without Gino's touchdown, like he has yes. less than 150 yards. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No. I. It, I, I, I it was bad. I'm with you, Jay. Well, let me jump in here and say that Taylor Cornelius is number nine. Interesting. And Nick Arbuckle is. Accurate, but he's a bad quarterback. He had some, he had some struggles with his, his decision making, right? Just turns the ball over. All three interceptions were deep balls underthrown into oh. double coverage. Can't and have it. You know, and the bullet well, can't happen, but but can't. that's easily fixable. Like you just gotta drill that. So okay, hey, if you're thinking of throwing it 30 yards to a guy covered by two defenders, don't. Check down, throw it out of bounds. Just don't. That's don't fixable. do it. <laughs> like you can, you can not do something, right? That's why Arbuckle is above Cornelius. Cornelius is I can't do something and I need to do it. Yes. Arbuckle is I'm doing something and I don't need to do it. Like subtraction is easier than addition. Oh, uh, that's like, great. Number seven, Swag Kelly. Oh, for now. CFL, yeah, I mean CFL's he has no great cup winner. Swag Kelly is weird. <laughs> There's nothing, yeah, there, I think that's totally fair. For now. He could jump, he could fall. Well, I, I'll, I'll go next, just because mine is uh, the same as Matt. Not, or actually, sorry, mine's not the same as Matt. I don't know why I said that. This <laughs> nine is Arbuckle. Okay. As I mentioned last week, I, I am a believer that he's not very good. Um, and he, conti he continued to show that this week against Montreal. But um, eight, it's Cornelius. Uh, I think with the as John was saying, with the weapons that Edmonton has, uh, they probably should have beat Saskatchewan. Um, but yes, you know, so be it. Um, and then seven, Swag Kelly. Um, yeah, just haven't quite seen the full product, and and we will. But he, you know. We'll, we'll, as, we'll revisit this around week five. That's right. So we've, we've all been kind of flip-flopping on Cornelius Arbuckle. I have Cornelius at nine simply because at least Arbuckle has had seasons where he's posted better QB. He, he's had three better seasons with higher QB ratings than, than Cornelius has ever had. So just just for at least the ability to do it for longer and better. I, I, I got to give Arbuckle the nod at eight. So I'm saying Arbuckle is the nod is the second worst CFL quarterback. So kudos to him for earning that <laughs> well-deserved honor. Uh, seventh. Um, yeah. You have to put Swag Kelly, I think just because of the unknown, the unknown quantity of these, but it is a sad comment that there's a quarterback who's barely not basically not, played at all and already is ahead of other players who, who have played oh yes. boy um so maybe it's better to just not play you just you know he just people it's, think you're that's better than, definitely better um so yeah 
that that was my, that was my and then what should i just keep rolling and we'll go like snake style go back across back go out. right in go in yeah um at number six i do have cody oh disrespect disrespect fajardu um yeah just sorry just not for me um so number seven or number six six number six sorry about that Mm -hmm. um my number five uh, is jake mayer uh i think that's a fair ranking for him at this point uh i've seen we've seen him be very good uh especially last season and we've seen him sort of uh, have a bad last couple of games and and i can admit that he's had a bad last couple of games um and then number five four is uh trevor harris hmm interesting i have trevor harris at number four interesting it's gonna be interesting top three yeah i wonder who made it peter why don't you go next I will go next. At okay, six, dude. I have Jake Mayer. Um, I, th- I mean, not a good performance in week one. Um, yeah. I, I wanted to put him at seven, honestly, but um, yeah. he didn't have the he, balls. He has when he would come in for Bo Levi, he 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 has shown, you know, flashes of okayness. I'll say it. That's, oh, that's the you level. love a good flash of okayness. That's, that's the last. So, well, that's the level all set. Of that. I don't want to get too crazy now. The delusions of competence. <laughs> right. Totally. And so, uh, yeah, he's at six. Uh, at five, I'm going to have to go with Cody Fajardo. Okay. Disrespectful. <laughs> uh, so, I just, I mean. No, it's all right. Ottawa's, Ottawa was bad. As an Elks and, fan, know. John has a good taste for mediocre quarterbacks, so he really yeah, is, yeah. is committing to this uh, one. Hey, but that guy went out and got a dub in his first game four, with a new team. Yeah, against Ottawa without Jeremiah Masoli. Good for him. Hey. Four. I have Bo Levi Mitchell. Cut. Pete, you and I are right there together. I have that exact same yeah, six five four. You know four. what? Yeah, Bo, I think Bo uh, like, looks shaky. Thinking back, yes, thinking back to I would say the most recent two years, his accuracy has certainly dwindled. Ah, uh, his I mean, with that decision making has I mean not te- you know he's not terrible, but like decision making, he just forces some things. And, yeah, I mean, no, that's why I got all four. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. Yeah, yeah. I think Jake Jake struggled. Cody is uh, he's got trouble in the air, which is tough for a quarterback. But he is like looking more mobile. He kind of lost some mobility in the last few years, but I think he's looking like kind of that old Cody. Scored a rushing touchdown, uh, which is great. Um, and I think there is a separation from like nine to five. Are kind of that can flow mm-hmm. four to two can kind of flow, and then there's I think an obvious number one. Um, but yeah, but Bo is just kind of looking shakier than than Trevor, yes, specifically, right? So that's why he's four. Yeah, interesting for Matt. me. For me, I like that map. Bo's shakiness is why I have him at six. Oh, wow. wow. And there's Whoa. something specific I want to highlight. It is that targeting Tim White and Duke Williams, Bo was seven for 17 targeting those two. Are we going to make this also the overreaction of week of week one? Dude, this is the overreaction, overreaction is, are we just of week ranking, two. Are, are you just ranking how quarterbacks played in week one? What else are we supposed to be doing? It's a power <laughs> ranking based on the games, Tyler. You're taking okay. You keep going. <laughs> my, in my head, my head, I'm ranking. You like, can't change the rules just because you don't like how I'm doing things. I can. Uh, I'm not changing the rules, but in my mind, I, the way I, w- I was picking the quarterback was if. Well, I yeah, had, you're doing I, something if different. If I had a game tomorrow, who would I? Who would I put out there? 
Sorry. Yeah, but that's what are you basing that on other than the last game they played? Well, it's the same reason I gave Ar- I put Arbuckle ahead of Cornelius. There's yeah, a tra- no, that's there's fair. track that's record fair. that's better than. Well, so did I. No, that's cool. You can, you do what you want. Them. I'll do both. what I want. Yeah, it, they're power rankings. They aren't real. As real as you yeah. want them to be. Yeah, With that true. said, number five, Swag Kelly. He's done <laughs> nothing insane. to that's impress insane. me, but also oh, nothing to turn me off. So he's right in the middle. Um, and number four, Trevor Harris. Mm-hmm. I thought he played a fine game. Uh, he was somewhat accurate. Turnover bug got him a bit. Uh, not particularly long. Um, sure but uh, Exactly. Um, you know, not, not great in terms of yards per catch. Uh, under 10, which is not good. Um, but, you know, he did his thing. Uh, and that's all you can ask for. Uh, I think working in with a new receiving crew, uh, I like, you know, Sean Bain getting more active in the receiving game than he was in, in Calgary. I think that's something to follow. And so would have liked him to throw to running backs a bit more. I thought it was pretty weird that Jamal Morrow only had one target, um, especially considering the fact um, that Harris isn't the most mobile person alive. Um, but, you know, that is what it is. Uh, uh, but for I, I think right now, I think T. Harris is, is sitting at number four. And, and, for the, and then I will now roll in to my top three. But don't say number uh, one. Well, at the, at the end of them, we've all gone back to me. We will, we'll count down three, two, one, and we'll just say it at once. Well, we'll okay. already all know it by then, Tyler. <laughs> no, I mean, it could be, it could be a mystery. It could be a surprise. All right, number three. Yeah, number wait, 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 wait. Yeah, it won't be a just, surprise. Just do it, just do it. Just Based do it. on we all, one and just two are all going to be the same. We've decided already, Peter. One and two are going to be the same. Number three uh, is Cody Fajardo. He I, had a I like this. Pretty good game. He was like 14 of 21. Game. No turnovers. 261 yards, was airing it out, had a pretty solid average, so he was throwing the ball down the field. And working in with what I would say is clearly the worst receiving group, uh, or at least the most unseasoned uh, green receiving core across the league. I mean, Austin Mack, Keon Julian Grant, right? You got Hergy Mayala in there, who's a veteran, but he certainly didn't have those names that the other guys are throwing it to. And I thought he did a pretty good job, especially considering also that out of the running game, Willie Stanback was was held to a pretty low average. I think the Ottawa defense is really quite good. Um, and I think Cody put in a good game against them. So I was highly impressed with Cody Fajardo. Uh, and then number two um, is Vernon Adams Jr., uh, I thought he was very solid this week. Um, he came out guns a-blazing. What, did he complete, like, his first eight or nine throws? Ended up 28 of 36, 270 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Uh, he was crushing it. Now, obviously, he's got an incredible receiving court, who even without, um, why am I now forgetting his name? Keon Hatcher, you know, Dom Rimes, Katoy, McInnes, Lucky Whitehead got hurt as well, and he was still dealing. Uh, so for him, that's my number two. And I'll save number one. You never know if Dane Evans might make an appearance on this thing or not. Uh, mine are very similar. Obviously, Trevor Harris, uh, solid if not spectacular. Seems like he might be a little injured, but um, a good outing. Uh, Vernon Adams Jr., I think, played really well. Incredibly. But better than he's, he's played in the last maybe three seasons. Yes. So that was mm-hmm. awesome. BC's looking really good. And my number one, you will be a surprise. I'm the same as mine. Oh, did we all? <laughs> yeah, you and I. But I don't right know if number together. one's going to be the same. So that's, that's funny. That's true. That's so the crazy see. part. T Press. Uh, I, I, I think this is going to be the surprise of the rankings. I have Bo at three. Um, I, I did do my rankings, I think, a little different in my head than maybe. Uh, the rest of the group did. I was thinking more historicals as well as. Well, we, we had them four, so you know that's, that's close yeah. enough. Um, yeah. yeah. V A obvious and obvious too right now. Um, yes. Just with the with everything going on, um, and so ready, I'll count us down: three, All right. two, one. Trey Ford, Zach Caleros, Zach Caleros. <laughs> Zach Caleros. 
Trey yeah, Ford. that Very after clear. that first quarter of that game, I was like, oh no. Oh no, the league might be in trouble. He might be him. I I was like obviously start, you knew don't they start were... doing the him stuff, Peter. Can we get on can we get on that too later? Enough. You knew they were gonna be good, <laughs> but like that first quarter was tough for me to watch when I was like, Oh god, they are going to murder people this year. <laughs> Yeah, they don't good. have Kenny Lawler, they're and they're just good. chucking it everywhere. Yeah, that was that was tough. Continuity. That that was tough. Was that how how was everybody else's reaction for that Winnipeg game? Yeah, I was like, oh, okay. I was like, darn. Oh. Well, darn. I wasn't darn. It was just like, oh man. Conor McGregor, kind of like vibes off that game. Just just too much swag for everybody. It's it's just not it's not fair. Saskatchewan's gonna lose to them every game. It's I I, I think Sketch is gonna now go one, two, like four seasons without beating them once. Which is That would be tough. Which is just brutal. But I don't I don't think they have a a, a prayer. I think they're gonna get absolutely smushed when they play them. Well, well good that, thing we don't have to the only team we don't have to wait too long to find out. No, we don't. Peter, you were going to say something? Uh, no, I'm okay. I don't think so. No, you're saying it's, is it Pred time? They're the only ones. All right, we'll, we'll go right into Preds. Pred it up, baby. Okay. Pred it up. We don't need, I will say, up front, we do, I don't think we need to go into extra detail about many of these. Um, it's not the best week of Preds in the world, uh, though I do think Hamilton, Toronto at the bottom will be solid, but to start, let's first review how we did in week one of the CFL predictions pool, where we had our first golden week of the year. Matthew, congratulations. Thank you. What a boy, Matt. He turned in four perfect picks, while Peter came in second with a three and one week, and Tyler and John tied at two and two. Are you talking so, about yourself in the third person? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Yes. Seems like you could just say Tyler and I both finished 2-2, two two, but do you. Hey, you know what? It's okay. <laughs> I was talking the way I do when I tweet from the, um, oh, okay. <laughs> from the uh, Shups and Preds account. Yeah, if you didn't know that, John is our social media coordinator. Thank you, thank you John, for your con- contribution. To you know who does know that? People who read my applications. <laughs> what am I a social media coordinator of? Who's to say? But I certainly am one. <laughs> you make polls. I'm, All right, let's do it. I make polls. Talk. All right. Calgary at Ottawa. I will go first. I believe Calgary will win this game. Um, but I don't think... I don't I don't know. Obviously, they're a better team in theory. Without Kadeem Carey, that's tough, but this is why their running back depth is solid. You just pull Logan. Uh, Mills comes off the bench after not playing week one. Uh, one thing to watch in this game, though, for me, is Ottawa's pass rush against Calgary and Jake Mayer. Calgary gave up three sacks against BC. Ottawa sacked Fajardo six times. That could be a big story in this game if they can keep him upright or not. But I think they do enough, and I don't think Ottawa does enough offensively that that Calgary does get their first win of the season. Matt, I think it'd be. I, I think it'd be oh yeah, Matt, yeah. Matt, Matt should have gone first. I it's okay, Matt. Matt, Matt uh, I think now. that Ottawa is going to take this one for the reasons you list. Wow. I think they are. I know. Well, and it's it's going to be a weird game because Devontae Williams is also out. Yes. But Calgary did not have a strong defensive showing last week, um, and Ottawa did. So I obviously think Jake Mayer is a better quarterback than Nick Arbuckle, but I think that Jake Mayer is going to get harassed. I I think he could get harassed badly. Yeah, so I'm going to end a little home team advantage. So I think I'll, I'll take a flyer on Ottawa. That is T-press. wild. No, it'd be, it'd be, it would be not that wild. wild. Come on, get real. Our, our I thought that's very surprising. Our, our three and one boy Peter is is ahead of me in the. It's it's a, it's a respect. Have you, I think it's been so long since anybody but Peter or I was leading Preds that we forgot how this works. If you're yeah, let's go. Yes. 
if you're ahead, if you're ahead in Preds, you go first. The then oh, the you kind of jumped the line there. Yeah, no, hey, all good. Tyler, you know what? There's an etiquette. There's an etiquette. To this all right, thing. next so, time, if you show up guess. to the product, <laughs> if you wake up on time, show up to the production. Oh, now, meeting. now that's the now now that's the route we're gonna walk down. Let's all take right. this offline. All right, Peter, will you predict, please? I think it's going to be Calgary. I am not going to fully give up on Jake Marriott. Um, I think uh, he's going to take care of some business, and he's going to. I think he's going to show us that Ottawa cannot win. Say it with your chest, Peter. It is Calgary. Ottawa stinks. They've stunk for many years. Without <laughs> Jeremiah Masoli, we already know what they are. They played without Jeremiah Masoli last year, and they were not good. So they're continuing to be not good without Jeremiah Masoli. They're going to lose. Calgary, BC is good. And somehow that game was still within a touchdown, or excuse me, within seven points with like two minutes left in the game. Now that is more to like Calgary's defense generating turnovers at good moments. So I don't think Calgary has a solid defense that's like reliable and going to, they're going to give up yards. I think they're going to be a playmaking defense this season, uh, which is going to kind of keep, keep other, keep them in game. It's going to be weird. It's going to keep them in games that it shouldn't and it's also going to make them lose games where you're like Ugh, if you just you know could stop stop somebody once then maybe you'd be in you should have won this game um ottawa's not not going to win a game until jeremiah masoli is back under center they just simply don't have enough enough going for them on that side of the ball so even if the defense is good they're going to play way too much yeah, dude they're playing okay. the carbuckle it's fun i like that yeah so uh, it's just it's Calgary, but I mean, yeah, you got to be. I, I'm absolutely my fantasy team, and just two seasons in a row, I've drafted the consensus sort of best running back avail like in the first round, and yes. two seasons in a row they've gotten hurt in the first game. Just do not be a running back drafted by T. Press in the first round of the season because you will get hurt. If you showed up to the production meeting, you wouldn't have known not to do that. So, uh, it's Calgary. <laughs> All right, I guess we move on. Yeah, Matt, you can go first now. Who's going to win Winnipeg go at Saskatchewan? Peter goes first. What? Peter goes first. Yeah, I'll no, go first. No, I, I went go first. first. Oh, oh, so we're switching up the line. line. No, oh my order. goodness. The, the, the order is Matt, Peter, Tyler, John. Okay, all right. So now I move to the back of the line. Peter, you go first. Cut. And uh, I... <laughs> I'm gonna go out on a. I'm gonna go out on a limb. Okay, I would love this. And I'm gonna say Winnipeg's gonna win. <laughs> and no, I mean, come on, this is. Uh... What's a score prediction for this one, Pete? <sighs> do we have to start working in score predictions for Winnipeg? Like, if you're we not, might have. You be yes, we do. <laughs> okay, yeah, I think that's that's a good idea, but maybe not right now. Um, but no, just pop your head. I, do, I know, I know. Uh, 30-15. Okay. I think that's a pretty good... They're going to get I think, that. They're gonna give I think that's points. pretty fair. Um, yeah, they'll give up 15 points. You know, a couple... A uh, little fourth quarter TD action. A little backdoor action. A little backdoor action, just how Peter we like it. loves some backdoor action. Oh, okay. Absolutely. Tyler. Yeah, it's Winnipeg. It's going to keep being Winnipeg. It's going to be Winnipeg all season. It was all Winnipeg all last yeah. season. It was Winnipeg all season. For, I mean, it's... Statistically, it's, it is Winnipeg. It is exhausting. Uh, <laughs> the Riders looked passable against the Elks, but still they should have... They almost lost that game. I mean, great stand at the end, but... Oh, I dude. Mean, Come on. I mean, I mean, they gave up. They gave, they gave up some bombs to Cornelius. If they're giving up bombs to Cornelius, they're going to be giving up bombs to to Winnipeg. Um, Harris was not good. He's going to have to be much better against a much better team. Uh, the weapons. Uh, well, he was you, you fine. Look, you look, you he wasn't. That, you look at that box score. I feel and, like not and, good and is back. unfair. Who did, who did you guys say had the least weapons in the league? Cody. I disagree. I think his former team, with all of the injuries and players that have left, they are looking thin. Um, Samuel oh. Emilius led them in, in yards uh, last game. Jake Wineke looked better, but he even was worse than Samuel Emilius. Uh, 
it's uh, it's gonna think it's gonna be tough. I think I think Edmonton Edmonton played as bad as I think they'll play all season, and the Riders nearly nearly gave them the game. So um, yeah, I think it's gonna be a rough season for Sketch, and, and Winnipeg's gonna gonna beat them. What do you said, thirty to fifteen, Peter? Yep. Yeah, no, it's gonna be more like thirty-five to six. Oh my Shit. god. I didn't think Scats was that bad. Uh, my turn. I think Winnipeg will win. Uh, I think they will be dominant, but I think they win by a score of something like 25-10. Something light. Kind of like BC's win last week. Yes, so you, yeah. You kept the same spread as Pete. Yes, I do. Okay. Matt? I believe Winnipeg will win the game. And all other games from here to the end of the world. You care to elaborate at all? No, I, I just think no. Winnipeg's better than yeah. Saskatchewan. It's pretty simple. Okay. <laughs> Edmonton. Have we mentioned, have we mentioned like the, the phrase continuity? Thing, yeah. Continuity. Edmonton at BC. Uh, they're playing a football game on either side of an LL Cool J concert. Oh, no, actually after an LL Cool J concert. I forgot they open with the concert. Yeah, it's, it's an opener. That's so sick. I will say <laughs> to anybody who maybe is listening to this pod and is in BC, it's a full concert. Like when One Republic, when One Republic did the opener concert last year, they played what seven songs. Yes, oh, and like was, yeah. fully. It was oh, fantastic. Yeah. They rocked. It was uh, it was unbelievable. So that was incredibly sick so obviously ll cool j is going to do his thing this uh this year now tyler who will win the football game uh it's it's beat last time edmonton last season when edmonton went to bc dude uh, don't don't mention it don't uh, mention it i believe you guys were in attendance at the game Um, we were there so you yeah you were there uh so i think you could probably fill in what happened later when during your pred um, I don't think enough has changed for either team for that score to be that the outcome to be much different. I hope the score is a little bit closer, and I do think Cornelius will play better. But uh, and they are they are a good they are certainly a road team. I will say, uh, Edmonton Love the road. is if you were to say like which environment do they thrive, home or away, you would definitely have to say away. So um, the fact that they're not in Edmonton for this game is probably an advantage. Um, I'm still gonna go with BC. Um, sucks about Lucky Whitehead. Kind of yeah. two seasons ago. I mean, he was the man. Uh, and yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know what's, I don't know what's left for him. I think he's he's slowly slipping into obscurity. Dom Rhymes, what what a re, what a rejuvenation the last. I think he's. I, I didn't know if he'd have a good season this year, so I didn't draft him. And I think Pete, you got him. I mean, the guy was. Yeah. So just picked right back up where he left off. Uh, thought maybe he'd take a step back. PB changed. Has not. Came in week one and absolutely dominated. So, yeah, BC's the second. Unfortunately for BC, they're the second best team in the CFL by, I think, a fair margin. But that still makes them the second best team in the CFL. I agree with a lot of those reasons. I think BC takes it. They look exciting. Um, obviously, I don't want Edmonton to lose, but I, I do want BC to keep showing that they can be a legitimate uh, number two and challenger to Winnipeg. So are hoping Arsenal, to see... Are they the Arsenal of the CFL this year? They're the Arsenal of the CFL? Yeah, um, like, like we need them to like... Po- like they're they're going to pose the threat, but like ultimately come up short. Yeah, I think that can be a good way of putting it. They could be the oh. Arsenal of the CFL. <laughs> That's um, they're going to put the pressure on. Um, maybe it's better... Maybe they're the Borussia Dortmund of the Bundesliga. Okay. But I think BC wins. Uh, excited to see another. I just, now that, okay, VA looked as good as he has in a long time. Let's build on that consistency. I will say, VA got away with a lot of throws against Calgary. He could have had like four interceptions. He loves going for it. So if we can avoid those. And just like keep building, you know, protect the rock. Thumbs up. I, I, I'm that's excited not, about that. That's so not, that's not who he is, but yeah. So, so I think BC gets it. Uh, thumbs up, friends. Matt, 
BC, not much to say here. Edmonton's not looking good. BC is looking good. That's straight to the point. Peter. Uh, I will be picking BC to win. Okay. Um, I think it's going to be close. I think so. It could um, be. Kind of like a, you know, not to you know keep the score prediction trend going, but like, you know, like like a twenty-two to fifteen. Oh, I'd hope for a little more scoring than that, but that's 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 solid. Um, you know, I I do I do think uh, like here's the thing, Vernon Adams, like is 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 I will say is fairly inconsistent where he just. You don't. You don't say. He just. He has one drive, as he you know, in the, as shown in week one, he'll have one drive where he is just dealing, and you're like, oh my god, imagine if he did this all the time. Yes. And then he gets a little flustered in the pocket, and he just starts to be, you know, sporadic. So, you know. I agree. You know, turn over here, turn over there, but ultimately. It'll be the Lions. Okay. With that being said, we come to our final game of the week. Showdown, a rivalry game. Hamilton at Toronto. I get to pick first. I will be picking the Toronto Argonauts. Mm -hmm. Uh, They kick off their campaign, didn't get a week one game. Uh, I think that they return a lot of very solid players. Um, obviously, the quarterback is different, so that's going to be huge. Um, they just got Jamal Peters back, uh, so excited to see how the defense looks. Um, addition of Jordan Williams uh, at linebacker alongside Enoch Mwamba. I think that should be exciting to see how they play with that, but two Canadians, so can just run those two in and out. Um, I'm interested, very interested. Uh, so I think Toronto takes it. I think it'll be a close one as they kind of knock the rust off. Uh, but I just wasn't very impressed with Hamilton. Um, obviously, they're playing very stiff competition, so I'm sure that skewed it a bit. But I think Toronto gets it done. I struggle with this one. Yes. Um, I think more in that I don't know what to expect out of Toronto than I, I think Hamilton can turn it around. I think they are squarely in the middle of the pack. Um, with some some definite upside, I am going to just go with Hamilton and say that they had a, a week to figure out what they're doing. Okay. I think that I, I do think Bo was shaky, but you know, like we've said earlier in the, the pod, he is an all star Hall of Fame quarterback. He's got some great uh, receivers, you know. I think there's a lot of upside for Hamilton. I like that. I like yeah. That is def. This is a this could, could be a very it's a close tough one. Game. This, is a per- one. this is perfect because it transitions into my pick, and I'm going to bring you two predictions. Okay. You have to get both right. If you, if you, I, I'm going to do well, this you call maybe th- maybe you three predictions. Three predictions. Okay. I'm going to say Toronto wins. I get a perfect week, and I jump Matt because we've got two different Preds. Toronto's going to be Hamilton. Wow. Their season opener. Um, no, I think, I mean, we're defending champs here, you know? Yes. Um, I think we should show some respect uh, there. Um, and, yeah, Hamilton. Yeah, they're not, it's not like they're missing any cornerstone of that championship season, so good point, Peter. Yeah, whatever. But Hamilton didn't show me anything that, you know, like, obviously, uh, special teams was great. Um, Special teams was spectacular. Spectacular. But I don't think they can, or I don't think they will repeat that performance on special teams, particularly for the effect special teams has on the game. And, you know, the. I think that's fine. We've got a hung yeah, jury because I am that. going with the Hamilton Tiger Cats. I will take a known quantity over an unknown quantity here. Um, I, I don't, 
I'm kind of dogging on the hat. tiger. We're kind of dogging on the tiger cats for being good at spe- having good. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I, like I don't. I don't. You could always say, "What if they stopped doing?" What if work? your known quantity is a box of rotten apples, though? What, what if they did something well? Interesting. Stop doing that thing like well. That kind, of, yes. kind of do have to say. Yeah, like I don't. I don't get this. James James Butler played absolutely solid in his first game. I, I wish. Oh, I disagree. Was, I don't think he was that solid. 11 for 66 is against the... Yeah, but he had a bad defense. fumble early on. All right. He also should have been involved in the passing game more. That's Absolutely. Not, neither here nor there. Uh, yeah. I, I, too much too much hate going to the Tiger Cats from, from, from you guys. Um, yeah. Like, Lawrence Woods had a good return game. I, I'm not... Like, that's, good, that's a good thing. Um, yes. So, hopefully Lawrence Woods has a good return game again for Hamilton. I don't... I don't yeah. Okay. Hamilton played Winnipeg solidly. I understand that the the, the, the special teams helped them make the score line maybe a little more flattering, uh, but but Winnipeg is an absolute wagon. And to and to ba- and to, to upgrade Toronto in your eyes, or it, it, you shouldn't be basing your pick. If you just think Toronto is good, that's fine. But don't like pay, denigrate Hamilton to make the pick. I guess don't pick Ham- don't pick Toronto because you think Hamilton's bad because that I think playing against Winnipeg. T- in the first week of the season, tells you absolutely nothing about Hamilton. Um, yeah, Hamilton. I, I think Certainly I understand what you're saying, but I don't think it's I don't think it's totally off limits to make judgments about Hamilton's game. Yeah, they but got you're just picking the doors blown off think, them. Yeah, I guess. Obviously, Winnipeg is very, very good, and certainly Peter, their continuity is going to assist them early in the season. Certainly. But and I, I also would like to say. I don't think that Hamilton, obviously the third phase of the game, special teams is important. They have a good special teams coach. Um, They can replicate some things, but the effectiveness of their special teams, I don't think is something you can hang your hat on as a way to win week in and week out. Uh, It's going to be supplementary to your offense and defense playing well. And I don't think their offense or defense uh, played very well in week one. So I, I feel there is, you know, proper reason to call them out for their poor play fair enough the, you, know what the, you know what the greatest thing is we're gonna we'll find we're gonna, out we're gonna find out on sunday exactly with that said matt give us a fantasy review before we tell Let's, these people to have skip, a lovely can I, weekend can i leave the pod early it was it was a, t- it was a <laughs> tough week for a guy who hypothetically went all in on the calgary stampeders yes um they were not who we thought they were, and you know, Tyler, you and I were right there uh, together last pod or on the uh, the Predageden pod, um, thinking the, the Calgary was something special. I've overreacted already, and I think they're just trash. But anyways, it is what it is. Peter is leading us with ninety point two this week behind two big performances out of Dom Rhymes and Gino Lewis. John, you are right there, uh, 0.9 points behind. Uh, your big, big guy, uh, well, two guys actually, uh, the Winnipeg duo of Zach Caleros and Brady Oliveira. Yes. Um, and then I was uh, just a few points, six points behind you. Uh, I kind of had just more middling, uh, but another Winnipeg guy, uh, Nick Dembski, was my MVP at 23.3. Tyler did not have anyone break 15 and only had one guy Dalton Schoen, another Winnipeg guy at 11 points so yeah. the uh, stamps trio of Jake Mayer Kadeem care or sorry uh, Quattro what is it, uh, quartet um, of uh, Jake no you had uh, the, the D and, pass, Kadeem, yeah. and then the D yeah so and Malik Henry uh, see here and Malik, it is it hold on what is it doing here hold on my, my dang old computer just there we go they combined for 23.1 points not good not good and Kadeem so, and Kadeem is out for however long he's going to be out and Kadeem is out so yeah not a, not great not terrible very you pointed out I won this week without a defensive <laughs> it's true that is true I think I will say I think I'm going to experiment early in the year and I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw VA in there for week two. I mean, you would have got fifty points. Yeah, it would have been great. 
<laughs> no, I, I wouldn't have gotten... Okay, I, I don't think that's true. I think he only got 25 points. It's the captain multiplier. Because oh. <laughs> I thought Zach Caleros had 52.2 okay, points. And so when I first saw that you gave me 26 for him, I was like, dude, you're shorting me. But there is a captain <laughs> multiplier now on CFL Game Zone. Uh, so I think Vernon only got 25. But I that's do still think very that the solid. Game Zone looks amazing. It, it, game Zone is a fun place. The, I do the pick'em. I, I do run my weekly fantasy team there. Uh, it's it's legit. It's fun. Yes, but uh, but uh, I'm gonna experiment a little on yeah, sorry, Tyler. Any fantasy changes for week two? Uh, I'm actually not gonna go with Diedrich Mills. I'm gonna go with AJ Ullet. Uh, I do think Hamilton will win in a with who? AJ Ullet. Okay. Uh, simply because. I do think that the Hamilton uh, game could be higher scoring, and That's I did, fair. and I did think that Oliveira had a really good game against uh, against the Hamilton defense. So I'll look for Ule to replicate that. Um, but yeah, I can't can't make too much of of everything. Jalen Acklin, ugh, the situation with Arbuckle is it's really unfortunate. If Jalen Acklin was on a was on a, a competent team, he. God, get Jalen Acklin to, to to sketch with Trevor Harris. It's just please, just he's just languishing in Ottawa, waiting for Masoli to come back. It's almost like at this point with him, the the Masoli Acklin connection. It's like it's a kind of what could have been because they look so good together in the few games that they play together, and then unfortunately that, that hasn't happened. I, I got Curly Gittin sitting there though. I got to consider him. I, everybody, uh, everybody's on the chopping block after that awful week one. Everybody How, is. What? Do you think you make a uh, roster move ASAP? I am thinking about uh, who's the Calgary receiver who had a really good game. Uh, but I don't want to pick another Calgary player. <laughs> so, yeah, I was going to say maybe may, – I was thinking maybe don't go Calgary. Yeah, I think I'm going to I think I'm gonna have to drop a, a Calgary player at some point. You're thinking about I'm going with Antonio, Odom's Dukes? I'm putting Antonio Williams on the trading block if anybody wants to deal. Oh, trade Keon for the guy. Schaefer-Baker did not look good. He did not really do anything. So I, he might have been – I'm looking at him. I'm, I'm already kind of nervous. I, I don't think he played, man. He's in. Yeah, isn't he? I thought. I thought he played. No, he's out for the first couple of games. Yeah, he's injured. He's recovering. Okay, sorry. I'm thinking of probably some other ex Saskatchewan receiver because that's what most receivers are now ex Saskatchewan receivers. <laughs> but yeah, no. T press. Think about Antonio Williams. Let me know. I'll give it a thought. I do think that uh, I, I gotta see what Curly Gittins can do. I gotta pull Acklin out because I just don't. I don't trust. I gotta. I gotta see how to play. So yeah, I think there's big shakeup. Week over week for me. So, here's Matt. The- what moves are you anticipating making? Uh, I don't know. My uh, dark horse pick is no longer on a roster, so I've got to figure that out. <laughs> Who was um, that? Very T Braxton- press. Very T press move. Braxton Westfield. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, that's good. You've got an open spot. I have an open spot there. Uh, we'll swap in. I think the. I don't know if Devontae Williams is... I do have a very embarrassing uh, <laughs> confession. Oh, God. Which is, I did mean to draft Devontae Dedman. Oh. That's actually probably worked out better that you did. <laughs> it worked out okay. Because, <laughs> dude, I will say, I predicted a Dedman punt return. The Montreal coverage of Deadman in their game was unbelievably tight smothering so yes uh yeah i don't know i think we're i think i'm good you think uh, you're good yeah, all right i think i'm fine with that being said we will leave you uh find people b uh thank you for listening you can find us on twitter shups and preds uh listen to the pod wherever you listen to your podcasts um email us shups and preds at gmail.com if you've got questions uh or complaints um, and we will chat with you next week. Oh, first, before we go, U.S. Open pick, go. No, Brooks. Same one, John. I think Scotty Scheffler will win Scottie it. Scotty Scheffler. Tiger T Press, Woods. you got a pick? Tiger Woods. Uh, go not, again. Not playing. Uh, Phil Mickelson. 
Okay. Right. Could be. Love it. We'll Definitely see if we're uh, right next week. Everybody, talk to you later.